Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. We are back again for another episode of our Enneagram series. And today we're going to be chatting with Lindsay Dunham, who is a labor and delivery nurse, and she's an Enneagram type two. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us. We're really happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So before we dive into the Enneagram, I want to know everything about what you're doing. I'm obsessed with labor and delivery nurses. You guys are such a keystone when it comes to healthcare for moms, babies, and families. So I'd love to know more about what you're doing. Um, well, gosh, labor and delivery is like an all encompassing job. I feel like we get to like do the medical stuff, obviously. And then at least for me, I feel like there's so much investing and bonding with the patients. Um, and you know, we're doing vaginal deliveries and we're in the OR and we're doing moms and babies. And there's like a lot of different components that go into being a labor nurse. Definitely. And you had said that you've been studying the Enneagram for a while now. So tell me a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. and how you found out that you were type two. Well, that was a journey. So (laughs) I've been kind of studying the Enneagram for like two to three years now. Um, I was going through my divorce and I kind of just happened on to, I had never even heard of the Enneagram and one of my friends kind of introduced me to it. And um, like immediately felt like it was something that I would enjoy and learn from. So read, um, the road back to you was kind of where I started and then, um, found a bunch of Instagram pages and followed those. And daily since then I have read up on things and, um, I don't know, self-reflected, I guess, but for a, a long time, I felt like I was a one. Um, like knew without a doubt, I was a one. (laughs) And then as I grew and as I healed from my marriage and divorce and, um, was able to look at myself without being so numb, I, figured out that I was a two and that was, you know, my motivation behind all everything that I do, my decisions, all of it was, um, you know, how to like best love people and how to feel loved. So it was a journey. Definitely. So really quick for our listeners, I just want to dive into what type two is all about. So obviously we've already gone through type one on our Enneagram series. Type two is actually the helper. So the biggest things about this type, obviously the primary motivation is the desire to be loved and wanted and to express feelings and love for other people. You know, I I think it's really special because the helper just 
encompasses all that you guys are. And I think it's so perfect that you are a labor and delivery nurse for that role, because I, I honestly can't imagine a better personality type for that position. Um, but some other things, generally type twos are very friendly. They're very generous, self-sacrificing sometimes, but very sentimental, flattering and people pleasing. And I just had a baby a year ago. And as I've told you before, I just think that with L and D nurses with this kind of personality type, it can literally make the labor and delivery experience for a new mother. So perfect. And I thankfully had that experience. And so I'm so grateful for all the L and D nurses out there and everything you guys have to go through because you really are sacrificing yourself. I mean, you guys work crazy hours. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with patients legitimately at their worst moment. I mean, it is not pretty sometimes in those rooms. (laughs) You guys, you guys make us feel beautiful and you make, you make the environment just so welcoming. And when we're bringing a new child into this world, that's exactly how it should be. So I just want to thank you and thank all of the other L&D nurses that are listening right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So obviously learning that you are indeed a type two, what are the primary things that have helped you in figuring that out in life, whether it's personal or professional, how has knowing that you're a type two benefited you in some way? How has a type two benefited me? It has... Well, specifically at work, um, it has allowed me to just bond more deeply with my patients. Um, I feel like I go into a shift like ready and excited to like make them feel loved. Um, even when they're at their ugliest, they think, um, in life, I, gosh, I don't know where to start really. (laughs) Um, I, it's just, it's played into everything. Um, like how to best be a mom, how to best be a friend. And I mean, everything, I, I almost don't know where to start. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that you mentioned your kids too, because one of my favorite parts about the Enneagram is because this is not just professional. It's not just involving Mm -hmm. a romantic relationship. It can literally affect every facet of your life. Um, And if it helps you even with your relationship with your kids, I mean, this is why I personally think everyone should figure out what Enneagram type they are, because I had the same experience where I feel like knowing more about myself enabled me to learn more about others and how to better relate to them and interact with them. Because obviously all of our kids aren't going to be the same personality types as us either, but knowing more about ourselves, we can say, okay, how is my son different from me? How is my daughter different from me? And what do I have to tweak about how I interact with her to have a better Mm -hmm. relationship? It should get our brains churning. Have you taken other personality tests before besides this one? Um, I did Myers-Briggs a long time ago. Um, I kind of teeter on ESFJ and ESTJ. Um, and I can see a lot of the same like characteristics between them and then being a type two. Yeah. That's great. Now, obviously Mm -hmm. I think they're, I think type two, especially I might be biased because I'm a type one wing too, but (laughs) I really do think that the type two is predominantly positive in so many ways. Um, but after just reading up on it a little bit before this interview, it looks like the only real, um, weakness or negative, whatever you want to call it was possibly the fact that sometimes type twos might be self-sacrificing or that, you know, type twos might forget to put themselves first. And as a mother, I mean, 
that's a huge part of motherhood. Sadly. That's what we do <laughs> quite literally. So I'd love to pick your brain on that. Do you find that that has happened before in your life? If it does happen, how do you find yourself overcoming that? Um, it takes real effort to put myself first. Um, in my healing after divorce, I put, I had to put myself first. Um, my kids too, obviously, but I had to learn how to find myself again so that I could be worth anything to anybody. Um, I didn't have anything left to pour into people, you know? Yeah. Have you ever had any type of patient in the OR or in, you know, during labor itself that you've ever felt that you couldn't help or possibly a patient that you just felt like you actually couldn't make that connection with? And what did you do in that moment? Because I assume it's generally easy for you (laughs) when it's not, what are some tips you can give our listeners? It is very easy for me and very frustrating when I don't bond well with a patient. Um, I don't know that there's always a way around it, you know, like you can't get along with everybody. Right. Um, but I try. <laughs> some, pe- <laughs> some people are just more um, like conservative or walled off. Yeah. Um, obviously, labor and delivery, um, there's not a lot of modesty. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's just difficult for some people. Um, So sometimes there's just no getting around it, but I always feel a little, um, like I almost take it a little personal Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just, it's almost frustrating. Like I feel frustrated that I couldn't make that bond with them. I mean, when you, you said it very simply, you can't get along with everyone. And that is really true. And it's so easy to forget sometimes, especially when it comes so naturally, you know, if, if you as a type two walk into a room of 100 people, chances are 98 of them are going to like you, <laughs> you know, they're going to feel that love from you. So when it comes so flawlessly, I understand how it could definitely feel personal when one or two people do not. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any really cool L and D stories about maybe a really difficult moment with a patient where being a type two saved the day, or you had a major breakthrough with a patient? Do any patients come to mind? Um. I, it would take two hands for me to list the number of people that I have stayed friends with that I met as patients. Wow. Um, like some of my sweetest friendships we met, we met in, um, labor when they were in labor. Oh my gosh. We just kind of continued talking. Yeah. So tell me about how those were different than some of the other ones. Like how, how do you establish that point where you're like, wow, I'm really clicking or connecting with this person in such a, you know, high emotional and high stimulus type of environment. Um, it takes two. So, you know, <laughs> like we definitely click, you know, you can tell you click pretty immediately. Um, And then most of the ones I've kept in touch with were ones that I got to actually do their delivery. You know, I didn't just walk into them already having delivered or postpartum. Um, We really got to like have that experience together. Um, And, you know, that bond is deep. Like they, they need us in that moment. Um, And that is like my heart's, desire to love them in the way that they need. Um, so 
gosh, I don't know. We just, you know, talk and are able to like really feel each other through it. And then I don't know, we've just, I usually will tell them like, if we've really gotten along, like, Oh, you know, try, you find me on Facebook or whatever. And from there, it just, you know, spirals into years of friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty natural. That's great. Um, I know personally, I'm an empath big time, Mm -hmm. almost, almost to a fault. Um, and I, I would say for the most part in practice, it's been really helpful with my patients, but I feel sometimes I have to, watch it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously don't have to deal with this quite as much as I do, but most of my patients are male. So mm-hmm. sometimes I have to, yeah, watch. I don't deal with that. Exactly. <laughs> so as an empath, I have to kind of watch that just, you know, because of the obvious reason involving a yeah. male female kind of thing. Um, right. but there are some times where, you know, a patient is visibly upset or crying or in distress and, you know, I have to have boundaries or have that limitation. Mm-hmm. I feel like labor and delivery is just such a special place where the patient needs all of you. I mean, Mm -hmm. is there, is there any part where you feel like you have to watch that a little bit? I'm curious. Um, so personally, my oldest son has a lot of, um, like chronic medical kidney issues that he's gone through when I was pregnant with him, we were told we would probably lose him Wow, and that he would be a stillborn. And so that's kind of what we were expecting. Mm. When I get patients that come in, you know, and there's no heartbeat or they have to deliver, um, you know, a stillborn, mm. those are really difficult for me. Um, right. I do feel like I'm able to connect with them differently, but I'm not able to shut off the emotions for those. Yeah those are hard for me. Yeah. Especially being a type two, you know, all you want Mm -hmm. is to fix their problem. And yeah. When you know, there's literally no fix. Ah, I can't even imagine that just like punched me in the gut a little bit. (laughs) It it punches me in the gut too. (laughs) Yes. Ah, it is a really great example. And you know, the biggest reason why we're doing this um, series is because we want people, obviously when you understand your personality type, your Enneagram type, we want providers to be obviously aware of the great things that come with it because especially Mm -hmm. with type two, most of it is phenomenal, but we do want our listeners to be ready for challenges that may arise because of it. And those really, really difficult situations, like you just mentioned, that's Mm -hmm. a great example. Um, For people listening who are not a type two and they struggle with relating to people, they struggle to have that desire to pour out love, you know, because there are several types that are like that what kind of advice would you recommend for someone who struggles with this? How could they, how could they improve the skill? How could they um, change something just to make their patients feel somewhat loved without having to go full blown into like a type two environment? I would say just make them feel seen. Like, however it is that you do that. I'm sure everyone does that differently. Um, Like just see them where they're at. I think that's probably most people's greatest need Yeah, to just feel like you can see them in, you know, their hurting or their whatever situation they're in, in the moment. Yeah. That's a great point. And at the end of the day, that's all our patients really want. They mm-hmm. want to be listened mm-hmm. to. They want to be seen yeah. and 
Yeah. Especially if it's a skill set that's, you know, difficult for some of our listeners. You're right. Just maybe take mm-hmm. a step back and open your eyes, open your ears. <laughs> Patience yeah. can go a long it's way. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, before we wrap up, I would love to pick your brain on one last thing. I would love to yeah. know your favorite part of being a labor and delivery nurse. And on top of that, your favorite way that being a type two ties into it. Like what's the highlight highlight of your career, the highlight of your day when you go into have a shift? Uh, for sure. I would say the relationships and I'm, that's not really a surprising answer from the two, I guess, <laughs> but I look forward to being able to like bond with them. If you were to ask me what else I would like to do with my life, I don't know that my answer would change. Like I feel like I am doing what I've been called to do. Like I feel fulfilled and love being able to love people where they're at. Um, I look, I look forward to how I get to relate to people, um, at work. Definitely. So to any nursing students who are listening to this, even pre-med students, L and D OBGYN. I mean, this is a phenomenal Mm -hmm. field for this type. I, again, I went through this just a year ago with the birth of my daughter and I cannot stress it enough. This field is incredible. The women who are doing this are just outstanding. So Lindsay, it's been a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you for all that you're doing for your patients and now for our listeners to help them with their practice. Yeah, of course. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.